So xenophobia sort of started about 10 years ago. And when it began, um, I was young. Um, I was young. I sort of, like, I didn't really speak Portuguese. At, at the time, I spoke uh, Zulu. I spoke a bit of Tosa and, and English. Um, I spoke English as well. So a lot of times when it sort of, when it began, I didn't really feel it. Um, I didn't really feel it because I always felt like I was fine. You know, it was always that... Um, I man, but you're fine when I bore you a South African child. And most people didn't sort of know. And I think you could say I passed for a South African regular boy. Which I still, I think I still do. Like, I, I, I feel like a, a regular South African, which I am. I honestly am. But back then, you know, I'd come home and I'd feel the fear um, my parents had. And I'd feel the concerns they had about me walking around. And I'd feel that, you know, my mom would always say, um, don't walk around at late at night, be safe. Um, or sometimes my parents would say they're not going to work. And, you know, it almost, it always felt like I was watching it from the outside perspective because I didn't really know how it felt for them because I always felt as though, nah, man, okay, you're a South African, but your parents are not really South African, so how are they feeling? Like, when, like, my mom would send me to the shop during the time and I'd just go downstairs and just, you know, I'd, just, I'd walk with no concern or whatever, get to the shop and come back and sort of, you know, do whatever. And my mom would be like, are you fine? Did anything happen? And I'd be like, yeah, I'm fine, you know. Like, it always felt like it wasn't, like, it was them putting me in the world that I sort of didn't really know about. And sometimes my friends, those who did know at the time, would say, um, who was South African, would say, um, are you safe, are you okay, um, are you able to move, are you able to travel, you know, and I'd, and just, like, I'd always be like, no, I mean, I'm fine, and it always felt okay to just shrug it off, you know, um, but I think growing up and getting to sort of accept a lot of my Portuguese side and like today I'm sort of fluent in Portuguese, which is like amazing because I love the I love the language. I love Mozambique. It's a beautiful country. It's very, very beautiful. And I've been there a couple of times. So I've grown to sort of accept a lot of my Mozambican side. Um and love a bit of my Mozambican side and love the fact that, you know, I pick up some of my Mozambican features now and I you know, I look at myself and someone would say, Oh my god, you look like your dad and I'd be like, oh, I like that, you know. Um, I love a lot of that. So, as I've grown to accept my Portuguese side, every time xenophobia comes back, I feel a bit more fear than I did the last time. You know? And this time, this time is insane because I feel like this time it's out of control. And I'm afraid. My mom currently doesn't live in uh, in South Africa anymore. She's lives she lives in um, Mozambique, and my dad my dad lives here obviously, um, and he's he he stays in South Africa because he works in South Africa and whatever. And every time, especially now that this has come up, I feel so afraid, and I'm not just afraid for my parents, but I'm afraid for a lot of people like me, um, because I think. In the xenophobia battle, we've sort of forgotten about 
a lot of children who were born in the middle. A lot of children who are South African children have a South African parent and a non-South African parent. And a lot of these children sort of don't express that they have parents from both nationalities these days because it's sort of, you're afraid because the words that the people use, you know, to describe you, the words that people say, you are this person, oh, you are this. And sometimes in random conversations, like I've sat through some conversations where I'd hear people, you know, speaking of non-South Africans, and I'd sit there, and I think people would be comfortable because not a lot of people know that I'm half Mozambican. So the words that people use to describe non-South Africans, and, you know, I, I really rather not say them because they're sort of really hurtful, but we sort of know them also. Um, K-words and, you know, you know, offensive words. And every time I'd, heard, I'd hear them, I think growing up, they'd hurt a little more than they did the last time. And now it's sort of insane because now I'm sort of at a point where I'm trying to accept so much of myself when the world is forgetting that I exist. And it's forgetting that we, when these things are happening, we also find ourselves having literally crossroads of destinies because we don't know who we are anymore. And we can't be proud of who we are. And we can't be acceptance of who we are and I think a good 90% of most children born of half South African and half non-South African nationalities most of them don't speak their their other side or their non-South African language because it sort of is a poly to the fact that you are not South African or at least half of you isn't South African and at the same time you know, South Africa is all you know most of the time because most of us, our parents, have lived here for years and years and years. So we know a South African perspective of life, you know, and we don't really know the other world. But ultimately, if anyone finds out that half of you isn't South African, they'll sort of round you off as being non-South African, you know. So it's always hard to really speak about yourself and it's always sort of hard to express you know how you feel and you get forgotten about honestly and you forget about yourself you know for the longest time i've sort of like a per- i've described myself as half south african and half portuguese which is sort of true sort of fable you know um and it's a friend of mine um a dancer friend of mine and i love him so much um we've known each other for a couple of years now and he was sort of one of the first persons to sort of call me out on that. And he said, and we were sitting there one day and we were just having a discussion about identities and, you know, people being honest. And we, were speak, we, we then ended up speaking about me and who I am. And he sort of was the first, one of the first people to actually call me out and say, Lozzy, you know, every time when you say you're Portuguese friend, I cringe. But friend, why? He's like, because friend, you're not Portuguese, friend. Most friend, you're Mozambican. And he said, and he said to me, no, friend, I understand that a lot of times he's South African. Yeah, boy, Zulu child from you know Lokshini, and he's the most proud Zulu person from the Lokshini that I know, and I love him so much for his authenticity in being, you know, an African child. So he says to me, I understand that. 
a lot of the times it's okay for people like you know our some of our mainstream artists or whatever to say oh my father is um from sweden and my mom is from is a uh, swati or my oh no my mom is from england and my father is Mkosa, or you know it's always okay for non-south africans to say hey i'm half um european and half south african and that's always acceptable and that's always you know oh okay you're a colored you know but all of a sudden it's never really as acceptable for people like you to say you're half african and half south african you know because always it always seems that that seems to be more of a degrading in our society and he said no friend i understand and i'm sorry that you feel this way and one day you'll be able to speak your true self without having to say you're portuguese because you're not portuguese portuguese is the language that was colonized by your people but you're mozambican you know and he it stuck with it stuck with me when he said that because i remember i said to him no friend you're right and i cringe when i do that because honestly you're telling me something that i know and something i feel and i've always felt that you know I've had to say I'm Portuguese because I can't speak Portuguese and that's more of something to be proud of than being Mozambican and that's because I've grown up in a South Africa that's sort of said be be yourself but don't really be African like I mean it's not okay like you know and for the first time I'm sort of tired I guess of deceiving myself into saying I'm Portuguese when I'm not I'm Mozambican and that doesn't make me less South African and I grew up in South Africa and I know my South African life and I love being a Mkosa boy and I think a lot of people have known me to be Mkosa especially in the last couple of years because I've also fallen in love with the language Mkosa and speaking Mkosa and getting to know my Mkosa my Mkosa heritage and you know I love being Kosa. So even growing up in Durban, I found that I speak more Kosa than most. And my best friend and I, he's also sort of, he's also sort of in my headspace of being half. He's half European though, um, half European, half African, and you know he also is in my crossroad of he's Kosa but he's European, but he's coloured, you know. But it's it's also that that shambles. So he also has fallen in love with Kosa. So together we're just this Kosa duo. And we love our Kosa, you know. So, a lot of the times, like, we speak Kosa, and most people who know me will be like, hey, you're, you're in Kosa, but you, you speak Kosa, but you grew up in Durban. I'm like, yeah, but I really love Kosa, you know. So, with that being, it's always like, I, you know, I'm very South African, and I'm very Kosa. And being... Mozambican doesn't mean I'm not South African and being South African doesn't mean I'm not Mozambican. So how do you then ask me to discriminate on half of who I am? So it's it's always hard for us to pick sides and I don't think a lot of people like me are at a place where they're willing to accept who they are because right now we don't know where we stand within ourselves, let alone as a country. You know, it's a crossroad, crossroad within us let alone being violent attacks between our literally 
our continent. So, with that said, I just wanted to take the time to just say, I mean, that I'm not pleading. Like, I, I, I don't think I have the strength to sort of say, um, can the attack stop? Can they not stop? I'd love them to, but I think it's also so far gone right now that I don't know what, I guess, the future holds because South Africans are so mad and Africans are also getting really upset currently. So I, like, I don't know what to say in terms of the actual fight. But I know what I feel. And if there's one thing I feel, I feel hurt and I feel fear and I'm really sorry for everyone like me who is half African and half non-African and doesn't know where to stand and doesn't know how to feel and doesn't know how to be proud of who they are and doesn't know how to be acceptance of who they are and doesn't know how to love themselves completely because half of who they are is fighting half of who they are and not only internally but literally that fight is manifesting in front of them and they are watching it and children who are born of African mothers, you know, Angolan mothers, Nigerian mothers, Congolese mothers and fathers, you know, children, because, I mean, a lot of uh, relationships are formed like that, you know, children who, whose fathers are from Mozambique and Angola, Botswana, um, you know, Congo, Nigeria, Lagos, Ethiopia, Somali, you know, who have parents from there and who are, whose parents are also South African, you know, Kosa, Zulu, Bedi, you name it. Um, because you're at a point where you're seeing so much of yourself being portrayed in your world. And you're not sure if, are you safe or are you not safe? You're not sure if, can you walk on the street without someone pointing at you or calling you, you know, the K-word, or do you pass? You know, and I wanted to say, I'm sorry that you're going through this, and you deserve better. And, you know, it's going to be alright. So, with that being said, um, thank you for listening to my podcast. Um... I'm going to have to divide this podcast into like probably like three segments because it's like so long. Um, and I'll have to see, oh my God, this like requires so much editing, uh, my life. But thank you so much. And I had to say, I think I had to take time to say uh, what I'm saying. And thank you to those who have listened. Thank you to those that have, you know, taken time to get to know me. Um, and hear my perspective of the story. Um, it has really meant a lot to me to be able to express this and have this platform and have listeners for the hive. And yeah, um, my name is Luazi and thank you again and again to everybody listening and everyone taking time to listen to my podcast. Um, yeah, and I can't wait to make a third episode. And this is going to be uh, like this episode is stressing me. I don't know if I'm going to edit it or if I'm going to, you know divided i don't know what i want to do but i have 
to have you guys listen to this because I think this is an important thing in our society happening. So thank you very much to everyone. And I hope, I hope, I hope you enjoy this and I hope you go through this segment and I hope you enjoy it and I hope you understand our perspective. And yeah, thank you so much. And my name is Luazi Pinyana and this is The Hive. And I'll see you on episode three. Love you.